Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and we're joined by returning guest Marco, a spicy tuna, and you've got something new? I do have something new. I'm Marco, and we are remastering our first module that we ever published called Constant Downpour Remastered. Yes. Now, uh, so... In case you're, uh, I hope you all are aware of Marco because you've been on here a few times now. You came on here originally. You were working, you were working on the Knights of Lazarus that you had mm-hmm. done kickstarted, and you've got that. You got familiar faces out now. You recently kickstarted another one that I had bad. What was that? Was That's that Planet kind of Builder. Planet Builder, and that, they... and then the Planet Design Book is the notebook that accompanies it. Yeah. And so now we're, you're going back to uh, to your first module that was mm-hmm. called Constant Downpour, correct? Yes, sir. So what can you tell me about Constant Downpour? Because I haven't seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Constant Downpour is based on Ray Bradbury's short story, The Long Rain. Mm-hmm. And when we first went to publish it, we decided we were going to like the second day of Zine Quest 3. So it was all rushed out. You know, I kind of chopped together a Kickstarter page that I'd never done before. You know, over-promised on the deliverable. Took more than a half year to make it. And because it was so rushed and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really part of the online community yet. It, I think we had like 100 people, maybe 120 people have seen it. And then uh, we gave the digital reward out to some of the, like uh, nice of Lazarus backers for the original so they could see what it was because we're really proud of it. And the remaster has really flipped the entirety of it. Um, and it's an open world hex crawl. Oh, nice. uh, it takes place on Venus. It's an extremely harsh environment that just like slowly whittles away your sanity. And we've really tried to bring that about throughout gameplay. And now this one, I, I got a couple things real quick. This one is going to be in a hardback as well as the... Yeah, so it'll be our first hardcover release. We cut down a lot of stuff in the first release. It was 48 pages already. And yeah, so when we added a lot more of this lore back in, like how does the world work if it's constantly raining, if there's these random rapids, streams flowing in every direction, the way like Bradbury describes it is there's like a lattice work of like rivers. And so we kind of, you know, took some of those concepts of this really, truly alien and like disastrous living space and really try to like build out some of the mechanisms that would allow that to happen and what would require, what would be required to actually live there. And so to do that, it kind of, it's expanded. It's probably going to be anywhere between like 84 and 96 pages. That's, that's impressive. That's good size. I'm not going to lie. Here you talk about that. Like, I haven't read Bradbury in a while. <laughs> and Bradbury's got some good stuff. I, I really like okay. Ray Bradbury. <laughs> Ray Bradbury isn't, is one of those, like, Arthur C. Clarke, who's just, who's a, an author, like a writer. Like, the, that that is, words are art to Bradbury. And I yeah. really love Bradbury's work. I was a big fan. Now, now I just want to, I want to read. I don't want to do all the things I have to do today. I want to sit down and read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's, I mean, obviously, Bradbury's a, a big inspiration on this. Bradbury's a different kind of science fiction a lot of times than other stuff I'm used to. I'm curious if you feel that this module or adventure might be different in certain ways because of that inspiration, or if you could do how so. 
Yeah, I think I think for sure. I mean, so mothership in general, you're dealing with, you know, panic checks, mm -hmm. you know, all the saves are based on, you know, sanity, fear, things that happen to your body, as well as stress, the stress mechanic. And so, you know, I think that a lot of modules, you feel very kind of similar things like we like, this is like a retro sci fi psychological thriller. Yeah, but it's kind I think in some ways, it's kind of pushed to like an extreme of that not that there's not modules that do that but um we're doing a couple of interesting things that a little bit more play testing pending but we're trying to work it in so well a few things one is we're doing a limited fog of war type of play so the the adventure starts out, off with the player with the crew crashing for instance mm -hmm. and because they crash they know where they are they know where they were heading so they like kind of have the coordinates there so that would be like unfogged and then their crash light would be unfogged and then they would also know the location of something else so that'd be unfogged and as they get to like different peaks or different areas with like maps in them like the sun domes then they'll get like a broader area of the map that's available given to them so instead of it moving with how they move it's going to be revealed in kind of chunks based on their like height and vision okay yeah that makes sense and maps they find. And then the other thing is we're taking some hex crawl rules and instead of doing like time-based I and mean, fatigue-based is the whole idea is that you're like constantly being fatigued, but mm -hmm. Venus is like super weird and you can never rest because it's constantly raining. So based on how many hexes you travel, you'll incur stress based on traveling. And so that becomes like a new type of currency to take into effect if you want to go to your crash site or if you want to go to this bunker that you just discovered is in a destination is it costs you time but in time that translates into you being more likely to perish more procedural i think is the way they would refer to that perhaps yeah and it is like just super simple it's every other yeah. hex you travel is one stress and then uh, I guess the last thing that we're doing is we've traded out a lot of like violent encounters with hallucinations or nightmares. Mm -hmm. And so that will slowly whittle away your sanity. It like <laughs> slowly deteriorates, like permanently affects your save stats. So there's this like snowball effect that happens as you are failing these nightmarish encounters that happens that you're more likely to fail them. And then you're more likely to perish in that way. And we have... It basically the module set on difficult with that type of stuff going on. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then there's like rules, light. there's lighter rules in case, in case it's like part of your campaign or if people, if like, you know, people have different preferences, if you love your characters and like, maybe you don't want to perish. So it's a little bit, you know, there's easier settings. And then if you survive, we have a recovery mechanism where you can like reroll your saves at like disadvantage currently is what it's at. So instead of like, say you lost like 10 to your sanity stat, you know, if you have that character forever, you can utilize these potential rules to like kind of, you know, allow a crew member to keep using their guy without being as far like disabled. Some people love that. Some people don't. So we kind of have like, this is how we would play it. But, you know, if you want to yeah. kind of revive, you can well revive. So. When I, I'm gonna, I'm going to interject something here that I've, yeah, I've yeah. noticed over my years of role playing because I've played <laughs> very many ways. Yeah, and 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 like 
I may say things about like railroading at times in, in negative light for games, but there was a point in time where I was young. I was the king of the railroaders and most of our games were railroads. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, and one thing is like more, like, like, like the, a more procedural style approach, like what you're talking about is something I was, I, I, I didn't discover till much later on in gaming. Mm-hmm. And, at first, I was a little bit like, oh, that sounds difficult. But then I started running games like that. I was like, oh, this is, the- it was, wow, this makes it easier. Wow, this really fleshes out the game. A part of it is to create that role play opportunity for players. For and sure. how, because you're putting it out there and they're responding to this. And then you can let, let the players go and they, they can carry the weight when you're running a game like that. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. I, that's kind of what we do is we write to what we love. And what when we play tests, knowing that it works and that our players love, and then we're just cognizant of things that are distasteful to people, like having permanent damage to your statistics when they're already low, when to your stats when they're already low mm-hmm. is like not everyone's cup of tea. But it's <laughs> also like awesome narratively. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's awesome narratively. So, but you know, so we try and give like uh, optional rules, and we always have like difficult stats. Um, there's always like a difficult way to play mm-hmm. or an easy way to play for those reasons too. But yeah, I think that's part of the fun too. I, I really, the thing is like, I'm going to run my game in a certain way that I want to run it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I <laughs> like is like when I'm looking at a game book, I love to get those different options. That's one of the reasons that I love the Matt Finch's swords and wizardry book. When you look at that, it's a lot of it's like, Oh, Here's this basic rule for playing a D&D fantasy role-playing game. But here's it like three different ways that you can do it. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like not being constrained and having like, oh, here it is. This is an easier way to run it. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that too. You know, I, I, I generally don't play things directly out of the book. In mm-hmm. some ways I do because I love, like, obviously, like, most of the time, <laughs> they've really put the time into making sure this runs kind of, a, you know, a certain way. But, you know, I just always, everything's always changed. I'm very, uh, very, uh, like, giving to, like, storytelling, too, even mm-hmm. in, like, games like oh, Mosh, yeah. where it's like, hey, you know, like, okay, that works through, you know, no checks or, like, you know what, like, whatever. But, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a good way to write. I think it's a good way to uh, digest also. So I'm curious to know, perhaps, maybe we've talked about a lot of what the module is. Now, is there any kind of... um What's the word I'm looking for? The question, how to articulate a specific lore, creatures, things like that, that might be unique that you're going to bring in that we can look forward to. You can tell us about in there. Yeah, for sure. So the world is, like I said, kind of constantly raining. Yeah, the constant downpour. Yeah, constant <laughs> downpour. And one thing that I really have grasped onto from Bradbury's writing is he has this line in there that says like, the rain cut the jungle like scissors uh-huh. and so i really use that as like the model like what can exist here and so there's the venusians um uh, which play a very small role in the short story but we've really given them a lot of lore we've given them a little bit of like esp capability that reveals lore or information to the players um and then obviously they're very dangerous as well so i got a question then. yeah no the venusians are they like human colonizers that have evolved in the area are we talking about like are they an an, a distinctive alien race or how did you 
they're a distinctive alien race ah. and they're they actually live in our story they live in the one sea okay and so under pressure they're like extremely strong I kind of think like aquaman-esque yeah you know yeah. Uh, but they're alien and so on venus there's a lot of iridium which is the most dense metal that we're aware of and so their weapons are like iridium and they can wield it and they like you know that can like slice through ships and stuff so they're like doing crazy incredible things <laughs> but they're also easily like gunned down because there's no tech because you can't have technology in a world that's constantly wet it's like literally impossible there's no electricity right yeah um at least that's natural so so yeah they're kind of it's kind of like that style of um alien which is like they're very uh aware they have they're very intelligent and because of that they're also not like looking to like constantly engage they have scouts and they'll like ambush and then sometimes they take down sun domes but they're very like uh like tactically based to get around like the turrets and stuff because you know ultimately they don't have you know, weaponry that can fire at range either. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about them. I actually just, uh, I commissioned a new piece just for uh, the remaster because we used to only have like spot art of the Venusians Yeah. and uh, David Arkfane is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I was like, Hey, this is missing more of this. Cause like we need to show a little more. Um, and like I said, we, well, we've also introduced a ton more lore and I hope also, so we have a soundtrack that's an original soundtrack by a really good friend of mine that I hope really is just that like third level of like, this is what the world's like. You yeah. Know, this, but this is how haunting it is or how like intense it is. It takes a lot of inspiration from uh, like Metroid prime and like classic side scrollers where like, they just kind of ramp up, you know, this intensity, mm -hmm. like it gives uh hopefully, you know, people feel like this real, like feel in, in enhancement to like the space they're in. And like, even like the encounters with Venusians or the monsters or whatever else. So yeah. So we're coming close on time. I had another question for you. I'm trying yeah. to I'm gonna rack my brain real quick. Try to remember what. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about before you left. Uh, two things I want to ask you about. Yeah. I I'm excited about the world building zine that you got coming out because. Not going to lie, I was going to mine it for ideas. Yeah, <laughs> hell like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading through that, some of the traveler world building stuff. I'm like, I can't wait to see what Spicy Tudor's coming out with. So I'm I'm curious to know what the uh, what's going on with that and what we're going to expect here soon. And I'd also like to ask you before we head out where they can tell folks where they can find you. Now, this is this Perfect. should be dropping the 14th of November. So tomorrow, the 15th of November, should be launching Constant Downpour Remastered, yeah. correct? Yeah, that'll be the first day. So yeah, this should come out the day before. So Planet Builder is the 20-page scene of random tables for building out worlds. And, you know, it covers the breadth of, like, politics, um, you know, uh, landmarks, mm -hmm. really any enforcement in cities, all kinds of things. And so that um, is at both of our fulfillment partners, we, we work with World of Game Design and Paragon Coast Press for the UK, World of Game Design for the US and the rest of the world. They have all that. Um, it's all shipping out soon. And then we'll do a digital release probably late November. Okay. And then, you know, I'll, I'll talk to some, uh, I, I'll be doing some reach out to online retail stores as well to make sure it's available. So that. That will be though that the Planet Builder and the Notebook will be available soon. And then to find us, 
Uh, I think the best place is probably the guac.substack.com. That's our newsletter, the guac substack. Um, and then we're on social media, social media sites. We're on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at spicy tuna RPG. And then our Kickstarter uh, is actually under my personal name, Marco Serrano. And so you can find constant downpour remastered released November 15th, right after this airs. Yeah, and we'll make sure that there's a link in the show notes. If you're looking for it, just go down there, click it, check it out, uh, back it. Thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you again. Yeah, it's awesome talking, Luger. Thank you so much. And yeah, uh, yeah, I was really excited to hear the episode. Yeah, no doubt. It's good. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And go over to Kickstarter and back Constant Downpour Remastered. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hailcrom. Hey, I'm on TikTok now at Logar Hailcrom. We'll see how this works out. We also have a Patreon. We can really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.